Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's your buddy Adam Fonseca from golfunfiltered.com back with another podcast, the last podcast for 2016. And man, it's been a hell of a year. I uh, want to thank everyone for your continued support and listening to the podcast uh, tell your friends, spread the word about the Golf Unfiltered podcast. We will be back again in 2017. This episode, we are welcoming Mr. Adam Rayberg and Elliot Mello from Bridgestone Golf. You're going to hear all about what they do at the company. They are returning guests to the Golf Unfiltered podcast. And we're going to talk about Tiger Woods and the deal that he signed with Bridgestone Golf to play the B330S golf ball. Huge news in the equipment space, something that we kind of felt was coming for a while, but we weren't able to officially talk about until now. So, uh, we're going to get into the conversation here. I think you're really going to enjoy it. There were a few audio issues. I was talking to both gentlemen on their cell phone, and so you know how wonky those things can be every so often, so I do apologize for that. Uh, but there's a ton of great content in here. When you're done listening to the conversation, I would really appreciate it if you went out to iTunes, rated us five stars, and went ahead and left a review as well. That's going to help this podcast go up the podcast rankings and allow more people to hear it and to enjoy some of the interviews that we have. So without further ado, thanks again for your support in 2016. Check out this interview. See it in 2017. Let's do this. Well, we're waiting. Another edition of the Golf and Filter Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Fonseca, Editor-in-Chief over at GolfUnfiltered.com. You can send me an email, Adam at GolfUnfiltered.com. You can find me on Twitter at GolfUnfiltered. Well, folks, uh, one of our final podcasts for the year of 2016, and we are uh, bringing two guests again. This is the second week in a row where we have two guests on the show. Uh, two folks who have been on the show in the past as well, Mr. Adam Rayberg and Elliot Mello from Bridgestone Golf. Gentlemen, how are you today? Awesome. Doing great. Thanks for having us on. Awesome, awesome. Thanks so much for coming on. And uh, we got a lot to talk about, fellas, so we're just going to uh, very briefly, if you could, I'll start with you, Adam. Let us know uh, your role at Bridgestone Golf, uh, how long you've been with the company, and uh, a little bit about yourself in terms of uh, what you do at Bridgestone. Um, I'm Adam Rayberg. You can find me at, at Ray Birdie. If you have any Twitter questions, I've been with Bridgestone for a little over five years, and that spans back even even before that five years to where I did ball fitting. I did ball fitting for a season. Kind of introduced me to the Bridgestone um, company. It was very awesome to do ball fitting. Um, moved into R and D, where I was an R and D engineer for a little over three years. And then now I um, I oversee golf ball marketing. So it was a good transition from golf ball R&D, really seeing how the ball gets made and built, towards now being able to talk to you guys about the golf ball. Awesome. Well, welcome back, Adam. Thanks uh, for coming on again. And Elliot, why don't you tell us the same same deal, what you do at the company and how long you've been there? Yeah, Elliot Mello. Uh, um, 
I've been with Bridgestone for about seven and a half years now, uh, doing all things fitting. Uh, like Adam, I started out as a ball fitting technician, uh, conducting fitting events at golf courses and retail shops throughout the Midwest. Uh, and then I've kind of moved my, my way up through the fitting ranks over the years, and I now have the privilege of leading the, the Bridgestone Golf Ball Fitting Program uh, across all things live events, digital events, um, and have the pleasure of not only helping consumers find the best fit for their game, uh, but also taking the data that we have from the fittings to help us to help work with Adam uh, to design a product portfolio that will fit the masses on a go-forward basis. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know, again, you guys have been on the show before. We were talking about some of the newer products that Bridgestone had to offer, and we will talk about a little bit of that uh, at the end of this uh, podcast as well. But first and foremost, we have uh, – we got a little something we got to talk about, fellas, <laughs> and we've been uh, talking on Twitter a little bit about this, uh, the three of us, in the past few weeks, but now we can officially talk about Tiger Woods signing with Bridgestone Golf to play your guys' golf ball. Uh, first and foremost, Adam, I'll start with you. Um, has it just been a complete madhouse over at Bridgestone HQ since this has happened? Absolutely. It has been utter chaos over in our place. So <laughs> we've been um, – we've been working on this for uh a while so when it when it finally happened and during the last couple hours of that contract getting signed it was um it was crazy it was very awesome we're um we're very privileged that he chose to come to us and and play the b330s but it's been it's been crazy i've always been a huge pretty much fanboy for tiger for all these years so the, the opportunity for him to come over and play our product is just, I mean, it, it's amazing. It still, it blows my mind to this moment. I don't know if I ever get used to it. It's, it's kind of crazy news. You know, it's one of those, uh, he, he's obviously a once in a generation, perhaps once in a lifetime uh, players. And to have him now play a product that you are so familiar with, it's got to be Christmas coming early for you guys. I, I can only imagine just all the, the fanfare and just all the stuff that's been going on for, for both of you. Um, you know, and Elliot, as far as uh, from your perspective, you know, when did you first catch wind that Tiger was kind of uh, thinking about testing out Bridgestone golf balls? And, and what was your immediate thought once you heard that? Well, obviously, a lot of excitement on our end uh, that a player as accomplished as Tiger uh, had interest in testing the Bridgestone brand amongst the many others that he was obviously trying at that time. Um, the thing that's kind of unique in, with the Tiger Woods situation uh, is when, we, when we're courting a player, we typically will have them out to our facility. We'll go to their facility and work with them. Um, like a Bryson DeChambeau, for example, we were back and forth with his camp, uh, our, our R&D team working very closely with him, making sure that we were getting him into the right product and was comfortable coming to Bridgestone. But with Tiger, it's a completely different process. Um, with Tiger, you send the product to Tiger, and Tiger evaluates. Him and his team put all, all the products in the marketplace through the rigors. Uh, it's a substantial amount of golf balls. Um, they're looking at T through green performance and ultimately seeing how a product complements Tiger's game while we were excited to have him testing it, I am remiss in saying I was not part of any of those tests up until this point. Uh, but very excited that ultimately he settled in on our B330S. Perfect. Well, and Elliot, you cut out a little bit there, but I think the gist of it was is that Tiger's, uh, Tiger got in touch with you all and uh, requested a number of golf balls, basically wanted to see what Bridgestone had to offer. And when you say a substantial amount of golf balls, I mean, 
what's a ballpark number? I mean, this is something that I've always just wondered about how these these PGA pros, especially someone the quality and, and, and caliber of Tiger Woods, you know, what they have to actually go through with the testing process. Is, is it hundreds of golf balls that you have to send over? Um, a, a player like Tiger Woods, when he's going through the process of evaluating which brand golf ball to go with and then more specifically which model of golf ball to go with, um, we're sending him test products that for a normal consumer would be five to ten years worth of golf balls. Holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so then the answer to that is much more than I thought. So <laughs> that's that's quite substantial. So <laughs> it, that's that's incredible. And so I guess uh, to kind of let our listeners know, and maybe Adam, I'll, I'll throw it back to you on this one, you know, and Elliot, certainly jump in if you can to let our listeners know about how this process kind of works, you know, I mean, so a a player is, has shown interest in playing your product or at least wants to test it out. Uh, Do they contact you directly or is this like you mentioned through uh, their, uh, their team, they contact you. How does that all work, Adam? Yeah. So just specifically to this one, I'll speak when, um, when, the Tiger, uh, when the Nike equipment um, announcement came down and they decided they were going to pull out of um, equipment, you know, ball obviously opened up a pretty good witness to us. And um, specifically in this situation, um, his camp reached out to us literally immediately when the press release went out from Nike. So we were sitting in a, a meeting at Bridgestone and one of our, uh, um, Corey Consuegra, our head of um, golf playing walked out of the room and fielded a phone call. And in a few days or very close to that, we found out that he fielded a request for, for that testing. So with Tiger, we, you know, as Elliot kind of intimated to earlier, um, we were kind of hands off. We really gave him golf balls and we really let him run with the testing and, you know, kind of stayed away from it. He, no influence from our marketing staff or R and D, you know, no influence from our track man, Nothing, nothing was really touched on our point. So, you know, every player is a little different, whether it be a Tiger or a Bryson DeChambeau, and even back to, you know, um, picking up um, a Brant Snedeker or Matt Kuchar. You know, every every guy's a little different on how how they want to do testing. You know, from my days, just from R and D, you know, every player tests so differently. You know, um, take for instance a Fred Couples. Anytime we have a new generation of ball, Fred wants us to send him the golf balls, and it's very much similar to the Tiger Woods thing. He wants to do the testing on course himself, and then he just relays back information to us. Now, Brent Snedeker, on the other hand, will get him, and he'll want to see the data on track, man. He'll want to hit all kinds of shots, whether it be a half-wedge shot and see what the spin represents, you know, the new generation of product versus the old. So every player is so different how they test the golf ball and want to see. So it's really going to be very interesting going forward and working with Tiger and seeing how he wants to kind of build the new golf ball and how detailed he wants us to be involved with that and how detailed he wants to be, you know, by himself and really provide feedback on his own. You know, that's interesting. And I would just, Oh, go ahead, Elliot. I, I was just, yeah, I was just kind of throw out there, kind of listening to Adam talk. The thing that kind of was sticking out to me is, you know, when we test the other players, they're talking about testing the golf ball on track man, talking about testing it at their local club. When Tiger talks about testing our golf ball, he's talking about testing it in his backyard. Like he's at a completely different level. That's that's interesting, and, <laughs> and it's funny because when we talk about 
Well, I mean, we're talking about Tiger Woods here. I mean, everyone knows the story about Tiger Woods, how meticulous he is with everything that he does, especially with equipment, because we all know Absolutely. if we followed Tiger for five minutes, I mean, we know that he's so in tune with his equipment. He's a gearhead, just like the three of us. Um, when we talk about, you know, the, the, the whole testing process, we have to – I would assume there was probably a unique request from Tiger at some point, or, or was it pretty straightforward in comparison to, to other players that are testing your product? Was there any one little thing that you said, you know what, this is definitely Tiger because he's got such a, a keen eye for equipment? Well, speaking specifically about the ball, we were, we were able to talk with him um, at our photo shoot we had a couple weeks ago and, you know, kind of pick his brain about where he is with the ball and, and the things he liked. And, you know, it was, um, you know, we're, we're all kind of trying to guess, like, what's important about, you know, his selection of the golf ball. You know, is it the green side? You know, the S with a little more spin. You know, is it his approach shots and his trajectory? You know, is it shots off the tee? So it was really amazing to talk with him and hear his feedback because, you know, in his mind, everything was why he chose the ball. So he kind of went from, you know, I need a ball. He's specifically speaking to the S. He talked about the low trajectory coming off of his wedges. He says he feels like that, um, you know, the, he talked about the golf ball and how it's evolved all these years. You know, the, um, when he first started playing out on tour, he said the blotter was still out there. And so, like, it would really get trapped on the face, come out very low, and the spin is what really got the ball up in the air. And then balls started to evolve to where they launched higher, launched higher, launched higher off the clubs, and then even on the wedge. So he said a lot of players out on tour now, he doesn't like to play like that. He likes to play a very low trajectory wedge shot, you know, on those 70, 80, 90-yard shots. He doesn't want the ball S, you know, with the, and then going back to R&D, just because it's that really soft cover, it sticks on the face a little bit better for him. And so it really grabs, and it comes off trajectory low, and then he even moved that to around the green, talking about a pitch shot. You know, he wants it to come off very low with a lot of spin. And he talked about how he can be aggressive with that B330S, and he really, really liked that. He said he's able to hit shots with that ball around the greens. He hasn't in a very long time. Um, then he kind of moved throughout the bag. He talked about his irons and how he's a really shallow on his mid irons up to long irons. So, you know, he talked specifically the B330S and, you know, here he is just removed from Nike like not too long ago, only a few months. And he was talking about, you know, I can see why Brant likes the B330. The B330 for me doesn't really work well for my long runs and drivers because I don't produce enough, you know, spin to keep the ball in the air. So the B330S, and so he's talking about the line, the B330S, and it was just amazing how knowledgeable he was of our line. And, you know, he's probably messed around with them for – a few months and he was talking about the golf ball and, and me, you know, having a little bit of R and D background, like he was just spot on how he talked about the ball and how this one did this and this one did that for him and the B three thirty and why the characteristics of it doesn't work for his game and the S does. So really meticulous all the way from wedge down to driver. And even putter, he talked about he's traditionally always played a very soft cover ball and he feels like he can be a little more aggressive with his putter which works well for fast greens on tour. That makes complete sense. And, you know, it, it's it's obvious that, 
you know, we, we kind of knew that all along, that he, he was going to take that, that fine-tooth comb and really find the right golf ball for him. And it's it's just so impressive to, to hear about a player of his caliber who is so in tune with every element of his game, down to his putter. I mean, you would never think, I would never think, to purchase a golf ball based on how it's right? the putter. Yeah, it's crazy to me to think that. But, hey, you know, a guy as, as successful as him is going to think of those things. You know, uh, Elliot, I'll ask you this, you know, did you ever get a sense that, um, and I don't know if this is a little too inside baseball here, but did you ever get a sense that he kind of had, uh, I don't know, other players maybe not selling him on going to Bridgestone, but, you know, you you guys have mentioned a few other names of other players who play the products, uh, and he's obviously friendly with a lot of those names that you just mentioned, such as Fred Couples, Brent Snedeker, and others. Do you think that uh, some of the other tour pros were kind of, you know, being little, you know, chiming in his ear a little bit. Hey, you got to try this out. Yeah, we have, you know, we absolutely have a pretty close-knit staff when it comes to who represents us on the PGA Tour. Uh, and as you alluded to, many of the people on our staff are close to Tiger. Um, and so I'm sure behind the scenes, historically, there probably had been some of that going on. You know, maybe maybe Cooch got Tiger in the last round of a tournament and he kind of rubbed him a little bit in the locker room talking about his golf ball. Uh, and so when time came for Tiger to pick the golf ball, I'm sure he had heard about the Bridgestone ball numerous times from our guys before he ever was on the market for a new golf ball. Um, and then naturally those guys kind of converse behind the scenes. Um, you know, they all talk about how they're texting each other and messaging each other, talking about the golf ball performance, uh, talking about what it's doing good, how it's performing. Um, and so it wouldn't surprise me at all if Tiger was looped into some of those conversations. But ultimately, when we're talking about a player like Tiger – um, it's going to come down to the performance that, that matters for his game. Because uh, performance is great, but it only is a differentiator if it's truly benefiting you. And ultimately, you know, our ball won out and he settled in on it, which we're thrilled about. So let's talk a little bit about that moment. Um, and then I want to talk a little bit about the actual technology that goes into the B330S, as well as uh, your great new golf balls that I've had the opportunity to test, uh, the E6 Soft and E6 Speed. Uh, but the moment that both of you knew that Tiger was going to sign this deal, I imagine that you want to tell the world about it, but you can't. <laughs> and so you're kind of <laughs> right. waiting. Uh, and Adam, I'll start with you. I mean, you being a Tiger fanatic, a self-admitted Tiger fanboy, and I'll admit I am too, man. So you're you're among good company here. <laughs> um, what what did that feel like? I mean, you're, this is your dream job. You say that even on your Twitter profile, you say this is the, the, the best job you could possibly have. And oh, by the way, now you're going to have a chance to work with one of possibly the greatest player ever. I know, right? It it was it was a very surreal moment. Even you know, um, even in the negotiation process, and you know, early when we just thought oh my God, we just sent him golf balls. Like that was like an amazing moment in itself. Like he was requesting for our golf balls. You know, again, we're not surprised because we are very confident in our balls, but sure. We're talking about Tiger Woods here wanting to test our product. And then there's that, that in your mind, like, oh my gosh, dude, I I represent the golf ball marketing department. And there's a possibility that we might have Tiger Woods literally choose our ball out of everything on the market. And, you know, when that moment came through and we were able to kind of sit at the table and it was said that, hey, he's putting the ink on the paper today. I mean, it was it was a pretty surreal moment. We we literally looked across from each other and we're like, are we literally going to get to tell the world that Tiger Woods is playing a Bridgestone golf ball and, you know, really get to put it out there that 
this guy had the opportunity to go anywhere, you know, at this point in his career, and he's made it abundantly clear to us, it's all about performance. He had a, he had the opportunity to go anywhere out there, choose any golf ball, and you know he sat down and he did the testing himself on his own, and he chose us. So it was it was a surreal moment, and you know we've we've been just kind of blown away. Still, I'm still kind of in the I can't really believe this, and it's it's incredible, and we're just we're honored to have him on our staff. You know he fits in well with our guys, which Elliot has mentioned. There was a lot of communication between those guys, you know, kind of behind the scenes and talking. And, you know, we're we're just thrilled. <laughs> That's all I can say about it. <laughs> Elliot, how was the moment for you? Yeah, I was just kind of echo uh, Adam's point that, quite honestly, when it first kind of happened, um, that that first, we'll call it 48 hours of Nike <laughs> Nike equipment area, um, obviously we knew we were sending – product to Tiger, but there was so much going on in our world now that a major competitor had left the space. You know, we're dealing with free agent tour players, uh, you know, new retail shelves have opened up, uh, dealers looking for orders. Uh, account staff. Yeah, there was account staff. So there was just so much distraction from the onset um, that it really didn't, it was just, you know, par for the course, so to speak, that we were sending another tour player product at the beginning. Um, and then as he started requesting more sample product um, and then kind of getting into the fine-tuned situation of do I want to play the Bridgestone golf logo or do I want to play the B-Mark logo? And then it starts setting in that, all right, we're getting close to something happening here. Um, so it was kind of cool to watch it uh, play out over time. And then ultimately when you put the ball in play, mind you, not under contract at the time, but kind of putting it through the paces um, in the Bahamas, and uh, all the feedback we started getting on social media, people that I have deleted out of my phone 10 years ago texting me talking about <laughs> it. Uh, and that's when, you, the, that's when you realize that the Tiger effect is real uh, and just kind of hoping that the ball performs the way that he wants to in the Bahamas so that we can kind of move on to the next steps and maybe formulate an official relationship. And then ultimately when it happened, it was a great moment. Uh, it's a great moment for Tiger to be playing a product that he trusts and he trusts in the performance of. It's a great moment for Bridgestone. Uh, it's a great moment for Adam and I to be able to have the opportunity to work alongside him uh, and see where our brand goes from here. Just amazing stuff, guys. And I, I tell you, I mean, I had a feeling it was going this way. And then when it became official, I was just so happy for the two of you and for Bridgestone in general. And you guys know I'm big fans of both of you and as far as uh, the brand itself. So certainly congratulations on a job well done there. Uh, but let's talk, uh, let's shift gears a little bit, and uh, we got a product we got to talk about here, folks. Uh, we got the uh, the new newest ball, I should say, the E6 series from Bridgestone. And, uh, guys, you were uh, kind enough to send these out to me to give a uh, give them a try, and I got to say I was blown away by them. They're going to be my golf ball that I play, uh, well, as soon as it warms up here in Chicagoland. It is freezing <laughs> right now where I'm at. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> But, uh, you know, Adam, I'll stick with I'll start with you here being the marketing guy. Uh, first and foremost, this is probably the best marketing media kit I've ever seen. <laughs> this is so, you like that? This is so ballsy. I love it. You just you know what? We're going to put that we're going to put the leading competitor in the media kit and we're going to have you go try it. And we know that we're better than them. And I got to tell you, when I tested it, uh, you the balls were better than the leading competitor. So uh, Walk me through the idea that you wanted to convey and the message that you wanted to convey about the new E6 golf balls in relation to some of the uh, competing things on the shelves. Well, it's, it's funny you talk about um, how the ball performed against that um, 
balls that we included. And it, it was funny seeing how a lot of the media reacted to that because I honestly, me and Elliot kind of put our heads together for this kit and we were like, Let, let's do this. Let's send this thing out. Let's see how it goes. Let's put this scorecard in there to where we can put it through the paces. And we noticed a lot of media um, kind of, you know, testing it, but they were very careful because, you know, I think that it did exactly that. Um, a lot of times players should be playing more of an E6 caliber ball that works for their game. And, you know, golf balls are built in a similar way, just as clubs are, you know, there's balls that have a lot of spin that have a lot of standard deviation away from miss hits and stuff like that. But then you also have golf balls that are built in a manner that can increase your accuracy by taking away spin, you know, with mantle layers or with a softer core. So that's really what we went after with this E6 series to make a ball that was, I mean, you saw it right there on the kit is straight distance. And that's meant in a way, not just only distance, but straight, like it needs to fly straighter. It needs to be more accurate and give the player more opportunities to keep the ball in the fairway and hit more greens. And then also deliver that distance that everybody needs you know, to get closer to the green and hit, you know, less clubs going in. So when we really sat down to design this series, we looked at the heritage. The E6 ball has all this equity and heritage, and all the generations that we've made of the E6 have been so phenomenal. Most players have gravitated to that ball because of one one or two things, the soft feel or the insane straight distance that that ball delivers because of the low spin characteristics off driver. So what we did with this series is we kind of took that foundation of that ball and that equity and everyone, the great characteristics, and we looked at Elliot's data, which he has a huge database of the um, swings, and we looked at those um, swings for the E6 user. And then not only that, we looked at the players all across the board and what could they really benefit. So the two balls, the E6 soft and E6 speed, are designed for kind of two different types of players. The E6 soft is a player looking for soft feel, you know, low, very low spin characteristics off the, off the tee. But then the speed is a little bit more solid feel. A person that's looking for like piercing, you know, just fast ball speed and, you know, long distance as well. So really two different feels in those golf balls. And we just challenge people to go out there just like we sent those kids to you and go out there and try them versus what they're using now and, you know, really see the benefits that are involved with that series that we developed. It, that's a, it's amazing golf ball. I mean, both of them are. And Elliot, the, on the on the kit that I'm referring to, the hashtag is make golf easier. And and Adam had mentioned that you've got a ton of data to kind of show how these golf balls have done that. I can say that I hit these golf balls further than any ball I've played. Um, but why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about the difference between the moderate swing speed and the fast swing speed, and how that can help somebody make that that decision when they're looking at these balls on the shelf. Yeah, um, so what we have is we have the E6 soft and we have the E6 speed. Uh, these are both three-piece golf balls designed for straight distance. Um, ultimately, they're designed for players with either slightly different swings and or slightly different playing preferences. Um, so at the end of the day, we would love for every golfer to be able to put products on a launch monitor, compare it head-to-head, and determine what is best for their game. Um, that is the pinnacle of fitting. That is the best way to select a golf ball. But ultimately, we realize that not everyone has the luxury of doing that. Uh, so we have to simplify the message, simplify the science, if you will, uh, and present these golf balls in a way that is easy, easily relatable for you as you're looking at them either on our website or at your favorite retailer. Um, so the E6 Soft um, is a golf ball 
that has a softer compression. Uh, it is designed for the player looking for a softer feel. It is designed for the player looking for added greenside control. It's designed for the player that swings slower and can't compress a firm golf ball. Uh, so, for example, in the media kit they've been referencing, uh, we put the E6 soft up against uh, one of the most popular pro balls on the market, uh, knowing that the soft has that softer core. It's going to be easier to compress. Um, as we compress the ball, we typically see an increase in ball speed and a decrease in side spin. Uh, you have to think a lot of the tour golf balls on the marketplace, they're built to spin. Uh, the guys on tour can use that to their advantage to work it around trees. But what happens for the average player like us is it takes a little mishit and makes it a big mishit. So in steps the E6 soft for that added forgiveness. So pivoting from the E6 soft to the E6 speed, E6 speed, still that three-piece construction, uh, a little bit firmer golf ball, uh, designed for, for players that seek a firmer feel, a little bit more of a solid feel, if you will. Uh, it's designed for a slightly lower ball flight. Uh, it's a great golf ball when playing in windy conditions. It's also a great golf ball for players that swing a little more aggressively. Um, it's able to handle the higher higher swing speed, the more violent impact, and thus go off of the driver face with higher ball speed for the faster swingers. Um, so like I said, ultimately, we'd love for everybody to hit them on a launch monitor and kind of find their fit. Uh, but quite candidly, we know both of these golf balls perform great. So if you select them based on swing speed, if you select them based on field preference, if you select them based on trajectory, um, you can't go wrong with either golf ball. Uh, the beautiful thing about this series is it is built directly from the ball fitting data that Adam had referenced. So we took what we knew about this golfer, what we knew about a golfer playing a distance performance product in this price point, what we knew about golfers in a certain handicap range that need forgiveness, uh, and we not only identified the areas of improvement amongst the Bridgestone golf balls, but identified the areas of improvement across virtually every golf ball in the marketplace that is relevant at that category. And then once we identified the areas of opportunity in the marketplace, we were then able to dive in and specifically design these golf balls, uh, the first and only series of golf balls designed for straight distance. Well, Couldn't listen. have said it better myself. <laughs> Good stuff. <laughs> well, and listeners, I got to tell you, I'm holding the golf balls right now, and I, I actually uh, tend to lean a little bit more towards the E6 soft myself. And, and I got to say, uh, folks who are listening to this, these are fantastic golf balls. And I'm not just saying that because I got two guys from Bridgestone on the line right now. I, I cannot say enough about these. And like I said earlier, I'm going to be playing these next season. So thanks guys for sending those out. Uh, and folks, uh, guys, I don't want to take too much of your time, but do you have a couple minutes to answer a few Twitter questions? It looks like we got quite a few once they knew you were coming up. Yes, shoot. All right. So Sorry. we've, uh, we've already kind of covered a few of them. Um, and I'll kind of throw the first one over to Elliot. Uh, Tyler Morgan asks, how much say will Tiger have in the future of Bridgestone golf balls? You know, that's a great question. Um, traditionally, we have been a company that makes golf balls for amateurs, designed by amateurs, hence looking at that ball fitting data to help us build our portfolio. Uh, so typically, we build golf balls for amateurs, designed by amateurs, and then we convince the best players in the world to play that product. Um, I think fundamentally at our core, we stay the course as it relates to that. I think what Tiger brings to the table is a level of understanding about performance and nuance of the golf ball. So don't expect Tiger to completely design, redesign or design his own spec of golf ball, but definitely expect Tiger to provide us insight and input to help us take what I think is an amazing product and make it even better. Awesome. Yeah, and let it um... – 
let it be known that he is um, – I know we've had a lot – I don't see it on here, but you're talking about designing golf balls and specification. He is currently playing the stock B330S. And I know I've seen some some tweets floating out there saying that he's playing a prototype because traditionally in the past he's played a prototype in some in his previous company, but he is playing the stock B330S that anybody can go you know anywhere and grab right now. So I can literally play the same golf ball that Tiger Woods plays. Absolutely. Nice. That is correct. And that's definitely unique in our space in the fact that some of the other OEMs have an excess of 10 or 12 prototype models in play on any given week. Uh, the entire Bridgestone staff has the retail model in play on a weekend basis. That's awesome. And I got to say that that B-Mark logo is pretty badass, too, if you don't mind me saying um, so another question we got on Twitter is, uh, from Mike, uh, Guido, Guido, I don't know. Um, and we kind of <laughs> talked about this a little bit ago, but did Tiger try all of the golf balls that Bridgestones offers, uh, such as the E6, the new ones, the RXS, or did he kind of, uh, already flock or wanted to try the B330 right off the bat? And Adam, I'll uh, throw it to you for this one. Well, he specifically reached out for B330 and S. Um, me and Elliot definitely wanted to send him some E6 salt his way because he just likes a very soft ball. But <laughs> having only asked for B330 and S, we um, we sent those to him and kind of let him guide which ball he was going to choose, which, you know, according to Elliot's fitting, you know, he would fall into that with his swing speed, aggressive play, and, you know, his tour play. So, um, the E6 soft and E6 speed might work for him off the tee, but it may not give him exactly what he needs going into the green. But that's a good question. <laughs> um, I think it's also, you know, I think, Adam, too, the other thing here is um, some of the people in Tiger's camp are representatives of other Bridgestone players. So they're familiar with the Bridgestone portfolio products before this phone call ever happened with Tiger. Um, so that probably helps kind of streamline the ball selection process and kind of start narrowing things down before he ever reached out to us. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. And it, it, he seems like a guy that he knows what he wants. So <laughs> I'd imagine that uh, he kind of came to you with some very uh, clear-cut spe- uh, specifics. So, guys, uh, I'm going to cut is, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say in, in previous years, he is, um, he is actually um, – has a little bit experiment with our golf ball, just based on some um, past play and um, President's Cup and Ryder Cup. He's teamed up with Matt and played his ball, and I think he's messed around a little with Brant. But that that was just kind of some some urban legend inside of our brand many years ago. So he had a little bit of taste of the Bridgestone back in the day with the President's Cup and I think a Ryder Cup or two. Nice. You know, I've always kind of thought that. You know, I wondered how guys kind of uh adapt to those golf balls and those team events but if he's got that uh right. experience with the ball coming into it then that's just good for you guys it's even better for you guys so. yeah just to further reinforce that uh the importance <laughs> of the ball is you know one of the criteria that they had this year when looking at who's going to play together in Ryder cup was how compatible the golf balls are that they use and will they be able to adapt to the other golf ball it is so it's not just adam and i here sitting here telling you how important the ball is. It's not Tiger saying the golf ball is the most important item in the bag. It's pretty much every American golfer is at the highest level of understanding that it all starts with the ball. Well, that's the one piece of equipment that you use on every shot. So it's got to be important. Uh, that's what people tell me. And what was cool, too, about the um, the Ryder Cup is um, 
we had our ball in play in every you know alternate shot so um it was kind of cool to see our ball get chosen in those mixes and matches that got mixed up with other players um it was cool to see the bridgestone ball getting played out there that's kind of been traditionally so throughout the years with president's cup and Ryder cups we've kind of taken note that the Bridgestone ball gets played a lot during the team events, whether they're going to switch or um, switch w- between players and Solheim Cup. That's awesome. Yeah, it's always great when you can have a, a wide range of different players, different playing styles succeeding with, with your product. I can imagine that that was also cool to see. So, guys, I don't want to take too much of your time, and I want to thank you again so much, both of you. Uh, for being a return guest on the Golf and Filtered podcast, I have one final question, and Adam, this is for you. Uh, how cold is your face now? Because I saw that you kind of dealt with that beard in a time lapse uh, <laughs> tweet the other day. Doing okay over there? Yeah, I mean, I kind of got real used to the beard, but you know, man, when I wake up in the morning and it's it's laying sideways, I don't know what to do with it. And, you know, I'm, I'm a bald guy, so I'm not really supposed to have hair. I don't, I don't think I'm supposed to, even with a beard. So it just felt like I was doing Adam Rayberg a disservice by keeping the beard. So I ended up shaving it off and getting rid of it. And the fun of shaving off a beard, I think every guy out there, you know, you shave it off in the stages and you got all these weird things like, <laughs> oh, maybe I want to go with the Wolverine look, you know, Monday or, you know, keep just the, you know, the policeman stash and see what that's going to be like. But Ultimately, all of it came off. I don't think my wife would have allowed me to keep the, the popo stash. Nice. <laughs> Ellie, did you guys give him some, some hell uh, at the office for, uh, for doing it? He looked about 20 years younger when he came in without the beard. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, all right. Sometimes I would twirl up the mustache a little, and, and Elliot would give me grief about it. <laughs> nice. All right, fellas. Well, thanks again so much, and congratulations for uh, signing the big cat huge news and uh hopefully we can have you on the the podcast again in the future absolutely absolutely thanks man all right you guys take care and listeners we will be back again uh after the first of the year with uh we're going to take a little break here for the holidays and we will be back with another guest uh as of in january of 2017 Uh, until then this is your buddy adam signing off